What's going on, pod people? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Stuck in traffic, driving home. Um, well, we got a good episode. A lot of juice this weekend. A lot of juice this weekend in the NBA. Uh, so let's get right to it here. Uh, as is customary, little tip drill. Don't know if you guys saw this or not. Um, or have this same sentiment or not, but uh, Alonzo and Zion are electric. Woo! Those boys are fun to watch, man. Back-to-back lobs from about half court to three-quarters court. Man, that's chemistry. Those guys are going to be fun to watch for years. As long as as long as long Zion stays healthy and such a weapon, uh, I, I do want to say um, – they're a great match. Good for Griffin getting that deal done to get Lonzo with Zion. Uh, but man, this is the Zion. This is the Lonzo that looks like uh, UCLA Lonzo, uh, summer league Lonzo, high school Lonzo. Man, he's making some of those plays. You go, man. That's not many people have that um, in their skill set. That's their feel. Um, anyways, that fun to watch for the years coming up. Um, so let's get into it. Let's start off with Friday. Lakers, Bucks, LA, huge game. Number one seat in the playoffs. Um, a lot on the line, competitive, fun to watch. Uh, Lakers were victorious. Um, big second half from them. LeBron balled out of his mind, almost another triple-double. AD had a quiet 30. Um, that second half had about 25. Um, man, they kind of put the clamps on Giannis a little bit. Great defense across the board there. Um, man, but more importantly, as a, as a huge statement win, I think there were concerns about the Lakers across the board about, is this is this team capable of winning? against great competition. Um, they proved them wrong, um, gave, gave them the business. Um, and I think kind of the most important thing that came out of this was uh, Giannis's injury. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was a block, block on maybe Kuzma or Green, um, where Giannis is getting to the lane, um, gets fouled, uh, again, Laker defender on the ground. Giannis comes down, tweaks his knee a little awkwardly. A um, little awkwardly. Uh, and as a result, I guess the report is a mild sprain of the knee. Uh, I believe it's his left knee. A mild sprained knee. Um, so Giannis has been out a few games. Uh, I think tonight will be his second game out, maybe his third. Um, but that, that's a, that's a big injury. Yeah. I don't know the timetable of that. I would imagine if you're the bucks, you're going to be extremely precautious with that. Having already clinched a playoff seed. Um, I think they got a, a good enough team to maybe hold off the number one from say the Celtics, um, or Raptors. Um, but that's a significant injury for a lot of reasons. I think, um, We'll get to it here later in the pod, but evidence of last night's game against the Suns. Um, But back to the Lakers aspect of this, um, 
I had talked last Friday about this stretch being pretty brutal. Um, thought they, you know, with uh, Bucks on that Friday night, Clippers on Sunday, uh, Nets, and then they go Rockets, Nuggets, Jazz, Jazz, stuff along those lines. Um, yeah, just go ahead, move right in. We're your world. We're just living in it. Freaking people, man. Gosh, unbelievable. Um, sorry, sidetracked. Um, but they got the first one. I think I predicted that they would beat the Bucks, and they did. I thought it would be a closer game, um, but they looked good. I think the Lakers were able to contain uh, Giannis on some level. Oh, he did have a pretty good game uh, numbers-wise. Um, those other guys kind of were, were shut out, and I think that's the recipe there. The issue is being able to contain him. Um, I did notice the Lakers were pretty pretty good at getting back in transition, kind of corralling. Um, Giannis making him see more than one or two bodies. Uh, that's the type of effort that's going to take to to win a championship. That that effort consistently. So uh, encouraging on that Friday night to see them come out with that again. A bit of a statement win, uh, but the more important news there was the Giannis injury. Um, so uh, you have that there. Uh, we're going to stick with the Lakers because that's they're they're the top dog right now uh, because yesterday. Sunday, midday, they played the Clippers at the Clippers. And before we get into the game, I just, I got I to gotta vent a little bit here. Um, and basically, Steve Ballmer is a baby back bitch. Uh, piggybacking off Staples. Okay, like, get your own arena. There should be no reason why there should be Clippers stuff hanging from the Raptors of Staples at any point in time, overshadowing Lakers. At no point in time should that be a reality. And that yet, that's the reality we live in, right? So that's screwed. Um, but then he's talking about using the great Western form. Are you freaking kidding me, Bar? Buy your own piece of land, build your own arena. Right? Don't go piggybacking off the Lakers and destroying sacred ground with some petty crap like that. You know how much history is there at the Western Forum with the Lakers? And you're going to make it your own? Throw up. you got the money. Buy your own place. Build your own freaking arena. Call it Loser Stadium because that's where you belong. Which leads me right into the game. Losers. Um, Lakers look good. Damn. First half is kind of similar to the Bucks a little bit, kind of close, and then the Clips extended it a bit. Third quarter was tight, and then King James took over. Maybe he did he take over? He dominated that game. Uh, interesting kind of dynamic. I'm going to jump around on this game because I got a lot to talk about here. Um, interesting dynamic. Paul George. 31, maybe a super, super quiet 31, but he looked good, too. Uh, got to the line about 13 times. I think that's where he's most effective. Get to the line first, knock those down, then you start hitting those jumpers, then you start getting to the lane, and then you're a complete player. Um, because in reality, he's the fourth best player on that court um, behind LeBron, AD, and Kawhi. Um, so he's got to find ways to, to – to feel comfortable in this game, it's not going to always 
away from him um, the late third to the fourth quarter. You didn't really see much Paul George, um, which I guess is okay. I guess it's more of a of a it's Kawhi's team type of deal than let's get Paul George involved. Although you know you you, you kind of want that to be a two headed two headed monster there, a la LeBron and AD. I mean, for I minus maybe uh, an Avery Bradley three and a Kuzma putback or free throws. I don't remember and a KCP drive off the wing. I don't really remember too many guys scoring other than LeBron and AD. I think that's what it's got to be, um, you know, for the Clippers as well if they want to win a championship title. Um, so again, I'm kind of unraveling everything here. Um, Goosey, but just stay with me. Avery Bradley, six threes, phenomenal. A guy who's very capable, I think, of knocking down shots, especially specifically those corner threes. Um, but I think it's foolish for to expect him to have six threes, right? We're not going to get that production from him every night. But kudos to him. Had a game on maybe the biggest game of the year um, for them. I mean, as big as that Bucks game was, this game was bigger. Um, because, one, Lakers finally beat the Clippers. It was on the road, quote-unquote. Um, but uh, it just, I think more than anything, it, it justifies, it It gives, um, it verifies the win against the Bucks um, that this team can win big games, right? And, and do it in convincing fashion. It's not a blowout. You're not going to blow out the Clippers very often. But um, in that fourth quarter, there wasn't much of a doubt. I think the, the lead got to 12 and then 9 to 6 maybe. And then it kind of stayed in that 6 to 10 range until the end um, when they took over there a little bit. Um, let's see. Kind of fun to see the, the Morris brothers battle each other a little bit. That's just a small storyline just kind of fun to, to throw in there. Um, there's a couple things, though, that were that I really like to see. And I think this team, I think what this proved to me is this team can get better. Um, and kind of piggybacking off the transition defense with Giannis here, um, one was not only LeBron's um, uh, will or wanting to guard Kawhi slash Paul George, was with the intensity that he did. Um, and that third and fourth quarter, you really saw him bring it uh, defensively. Now, you're not going to shut out Kawhi. He's, he's too good. He's too good. And, and the Clippers do a lot of good stuff in terms of screening, getting mismatches, things of that nature, get him to spots. But LeBron was was hell-bent on guarding him and stopping him. And, and, and never questioned LeBron's defense. But I think what that shows you is that at that time of the year, these bigger games where he wants to take on that role. You're kind of finally seeing him. And, again, not that we knew that he couldn't do it, but he's he's decided, all right, at this point of year where I set the tone with this because this is going to carry over to the playoffs. And that was great to see. Love to see that. But um, the second part of that was that you saw him and AD both willingly take charges, right? I think they got – two or four, two or three maybe, a um, couple blocks. But that effort, right, if I'm if I'm Kuzma, if I'm Caruso, if I'm Danny Green, if I'm KCP and I see that, I have, and, and I'm Vogel for one, 
there is no excuse why nobody else on the team should not be doing that. None at all, right? That that combined with the fact that maybe the biggest play of the game was in that fourth quarter when LeBron dives on the ball, that loose ball, he travels by getting up, but that's a technicality in the NBA. But that effort to say to to gain that possession, right? Those things, all those three things, are what it takes to win, right? At the end of the day, those are the winning things. Look back to the Raptors; they were just scrappier last year than the Warriors. Kawhi made all those plays. Lowry made all those plays, right? And obviously, the, the Warriors were beat up to say the least. But those are the types of plays that win you big games, that win you championships. And those guys, your two best players, two well, generously top ten guys in the NBA are making those plays. You got to imagine today in practice or tomorrow or whatever that that is going to carry over into the next game and so on and so on. And then it becomes second nature for these guys in the playoffs. So I was a win or lose seeing that was incredibly encouraging. It was so encouraging and very, very, uh, I think, promising for the Lakers here as we get to the playoffs. I think, I think, again, I think adding those, adding those, those attributes, those characteristics to your team, but across your whole team, man, that's that's something you don't want to you don't want to see you don't want to face. So really, really, really looking forward to that. Um, another storyline from this weekend is LeBron's freaking 35 years old, and he is freaking falling. He's dominating this league. Um, I think he's closed this MVP talk significantly. Helps that Giannis is out, um, but the Lakers. It's, uh, I, I'm going to say this right now. If the Lakers clinch the number one seed in the playoffs, LeBron's going to be MVP, and rightfully so. And if he doesn't, I think there's an extremely valid argument that he should because he is dominating. Over his last five games, he's averaging 30, 10 assists, 8 rebounds. This guy's leading the league in assists. I think he's the only guy averaging double-digit assists. Are you kidding me? MVP, and I know I said Giannis was, but... LeBron may have sealed it this weekend, and, I, and I'm and I'm convinced of that. I've, unbelievable. Keep drinking your glasses of wine at night, LeBron. You deserve it. So um, that's my take. Agree, disagree. You guys are all over the place. Um, one more thing I guess I almost forgot. Another key part, um, Kuzma here. Um, is billed as kind of that number three guy. Um, and he's had spurts, but it's been mostly inconsistent. But yesterday's game, and I think even a little bit on Friday, you saw what he needs to do to be effective, right? He can be, he can average 10, 10 and 8, 10 and 7, 10 and 6, maybe 12, you know, 10 to 12 points, 68 rebounds a game, just by his effort. And you saw what a difference that made yesterday. Right? And you've seen games, he's had games like this in the past. If he could be, if he could bring that energy every single game, oh my gosh, a guy that can knock down a couple open threes, create a shot occasionally when he needs to, but who's going to give you a 10-6 and six at minimum just based off his effort and second-chance rebounds? That is what makes, that, that, that type of production, that type of effort is what, 
really, really solidifies the Lakers keeping Kuzma in that trade. And it was good to see he didn't he didn't have any significant plays, but though he had a couple offensive rebounds late, and those are backbreakers, backbreakers. There's no reason why he shouldn't be able to do that on a night in and night out basis. And you hope that he hope that you hope that he's kind of turning that corner and, and building that mindset because in all reality, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's just going to open up more for him. Gets his hand on the ball, easier touches, more comfort. See the ball go through the hoop. That's just going to snowball for him, right? So Kuzma, if you're listening out there, Kuzmania, bring it back with your effort. Bring it back. Lakers need it. Um, next, we're gonna we're gonna touch on this real quickly here, uh, kind of a two two uh, sided. A segment real quick. Uh, going back to Giannis, I think that's a, a, a big storyline moving forward here with the rest of the, the season. Um, but the Bucks got handled pretty easily last night by the Suns um, in Phoenix. Now, the Suns are not a very good team, as a colleague of mine will say. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and they are on the road at Denver tonight, I think. Another tough test. Uh, elevation. Really good team, number three team. I don't see how they get out of how they pull this one out. Um, but uh, you know, obviously tonight's game will will kind of uh, dictate my next comment here. But I, I they might be in trouble if if Giannis is out a significant amount of time. Now I know I think they can still clinch it without number without him uh, clinch the number one seed without Giannis playing for the maybe the rest of the year. There's about fifteen, sixteen games, fifteen, fifteen to twenty games. Um, left in the year, and, and they got a good enough team with Bledsoe and Middleton and Lopez and uh, West Matthews that they might be able to sneak out. Maybe 500 still have that number one seed, but um, and you hope it is just a mild knee sprain for Giannis here, and it's not lingering because uh, they are going to be in big trouble with him out. Big trouble. Um, they are a significantly worse team without him on the floor. Um, as evidenced by losing to the Suns. Um, not good. Um, I think last night does settle a debate a bit, though, in regards to who's better and more deserving of an all-star, Booker or Middleton. Look at the stats. They speak for themselves. Booker over Middleton. Case in point. So uh, now we're moving on a little bit here. So an interesting development this weekend. Kenny Atkinson, I bet you guys didn't know that was his name, head coach of the Nets. Uh, quote-unquote, mutually parted ways. But if we're all being honest here, we know what the mutually parted ways is. Kyrie got his panties in the law, didn't like him, and he's gone, right? So I want to take away a couple things from this. Kenny Atkinson was the coach last year for the Nets. And the Nets were a pretty good team last year. Uh, in fact, better than they are now. I think uh, they were like four, five, six seed last year in the playoffs. Uh, I, it doesn't look like they're going to make it this year. I think my dad no one really cares about the bottom of the, the seedings for the East. Um, so they're in there somewhere. Um, but a significantly worse team. When Kyrie's off the court, they're better defensively um, and offensively. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't – the Nets, I think the Nets screwed themselves here a little bit. Um, Kyrie's Champion for Tyron Lue to be the coach now. Um, 
I, I, I don't know. I, this is Kyrie's nature. He does this every stop that he goes to. Uh, LeBron was able to contain him for a bit. Uh, that didn't last long. Blew it up in Boston, and now he's doing the same thing with the Nets. So, um, interesting to see that develop. You know, um, I don't know. I don't. You're just going to get what it is. It's going to be hard to win when Kyrie's running the show like that. You just can't do it. And unfortunately, I think they're stuck a little bit. Um, I don't know what the dynamic is with KD there. KD seems to maybe jump on board. Maybe it's opposed to it. Nobody knows. Um, and, and maybe that's a good thing, something they should keep in the house. Um, but, you know, you, you can't have a guy like Kyrie who thinks the, the earth is flat making your coaching decisions there. It's, it's just not going to work. It just won't work at all. Um, uh, so that's what I got for you now. I might have be hopping on another segment here shortly, uh, with a colleague of mine. But I want to start the bus with this. Uh, James Harden. Uh, and the Rockets played the Charlotte Hornets this weekend. Uh, and kudos to James Harden. Got the extremely hard-to-accomplish quadruple-double pull to old David Robinson. Oh, wait, let's look at the stat line. He did not. Uh, yeah, points, assists, rebounds, all triple-doubles there. Uh, but that quadruple, your turnovers. James Harden. Here's to you, quadruple double. Drinks up. Drink up, mate. Uh, also, a second addition to start the bus. Can we get some love for Aaron Baines out there from the crowd? Go Cougs, baby. Put that guy in the three-point contest. Aaron Baines, you're my hero, man. Till next time, we out.